Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the Gene Tea Podcast. You're here with Polo. Uh, Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. here's a performer. Mm, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional. professional review on Canada's Canada Drag Race, Race Season 3. So, let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling. The GNT. Clank. Everyone, welcome back to the live viewing, live talking podcast review <laughs> of RuPaul's Drag Race. Currently looking at Canada Season 3. Uh, you're here with Bolo, the Dr. main Tom. host. And Dr. Tom. I'm also And here. Dr. Tom, the editor. I wish you would. The editor? I wish now and then at you would. At best, I'm co-host. But um, Instagram... Uh, impresario Social media mogul mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Psychiatrist to the Interacting with all the queens To you know, the Just to, to the feedback people. extraordinaire To yeah. the people Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, How you been? What's I'm, up? I'm good, thank you We're a bit more on time with Canada this week It's not a full week well, Since but, but, the episode came out well, yeah, All Star 7 is finishing So now we get to dedicate our time on Canada So it is going to come out I feel like we can fully commit And just like absorb the beauty of these queens now Yeah um, Because you know The, the bright dazzling sun <laughs> of, of All Star 7 has set And now we can appreciate the moon Equally beautiful but different Do you see the metaphor? <laughs> Do you see? <laughs> I think they're stars in their own rights Dr. Tom I think Star- That works I too I think you're being that's, You're being mean there. No, What I'm talking about You're being, is, is you're being got, a bully what? Tom You're being a bully <laughs> right I'm now. known for it I'm known for it No what we have is a heavenly body That was kind of like obscuring The equally beautiful heavenly bodies But now we can appreciate them in all their glory Okay, cool. So um, <laughs> I've been on good. From that. Yeah, let's just vlog no, that to death. Move on from you. No, no. How are you though? I would like to know actually. You no, know, I'm, I'm we good. We don't speak outside the podcast. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you very much. Yes. Um, everyone's probably wondering how I am, Tom. Yeah, they do. Oh, I, everyone, I'm, I'm fine. I'm I'm okay. You are fine. I, <laughs> I will vouch for that. Let's get on to Drag Race, um, Canada, season three, episode mm-hmm. three. Um, recap on last week We see Biden Miss Mosu I thought she was going to go much further I thought she was going to go all the way Like Jada She had that kind of Veteran Kind of all-rounder Kind of feel But unfortunately She was in the bottom Two two weeks in a row Unfortunately I'm sure she's an amazing queen Off Drag Race In fact I know she is But unfortunately Those first couple of challenges Were not right up her street And it wasn't a great showing for Wrong. her Wrong That's Last week should have been apparently. Right. I, I I'm very confused by what happened there. I'm very like confused. Just, it was just. It, it's going to go up there as one of the most awkward moments. It's what up there. That? Her, her, what was that about? Ooh, her, her, it's cold. Her, her chilly face. I said, "Burr, it's cold in here." <laughs> See, that was funny. There must be something. Like, they could have at least done that. Her chilly face and. <laughs> pregnant pose, pregnant pose. Her hard lace. Oh my gosh, it was um, it was very Roxy Andrews with all that makeup <laughs> and light on your face. <laughs> you should be called Michelle Mirage. Was <laughs> <laughs> it? Was very. It's very dark. Was really, anyway, we did say by the Miss Mosu and mm-hmm. who? I mean, congrats. she's in the bottom two against her best friend Jade Shader. Yeah. Again, a surprise. 
Jada was in the top three first episode, and you know, I'm just, I, 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 th- I hope this gives Jada the fire that she needs to really apply herself now. Maybe she was distracted by having a friend in the competition. Who knows? These things, sometimes emotional things come into it. I don't, I don't know. I, th- I thought that would have been a plus to have someone familiar in an unfamiliar um, environment, mm. such as filming for Drag Race. You- but sometimes you can become too focused on supporting your friend, like the the trope in all in um, season two was wasn't it? Like Raven flourished after Morgan left. Mm. Raven said, whether it was true or not, that she was focusing too much on supporting Morgan. She said that, you know, Morgan's wonderful, but she called her a bit of an airhead. So she had to support her all the time. The power (laughs) ranking at the moment, Lady Boom Boom with one win and then Kimmy Couture with a win. I, I did not see these two walking in as the powerhouses that they have been so far. I'm, I'm glad to be proven wrong. What what I said about uh, Lady Boom Boom was that I could just tell she reeked of fashion coming in. So I'm not surprised that she won a fashion challenge. Kimmy, I think, I, I said that she seemed like a fierce performer, but she totally surprised me by slaying a comedic. And also the edit all of last episode was designed to lead us to believe that the Fierce Alicious and... Kimmy were going to be like literally fist fighting by the end of the episode. I'm just, I'm just and, I, and I'm, this is so strange, but I'm just really falling in love with Miss Vessel. <laughs> she's really charming and she's great she's TV. Just, she's just, she's like someone, she's such a good time. She really like she's is. someone that if you went out for a drink with, she'll just make you laugh. She's just like, um, she, she's, she's just, just really good TV. She's, she's just really sassy. Yeah. Now, isn't it funny that the two who have already left are two quite well-known queens and well-established seasoned queens? And we are back in the room now, aren't we? And they're talking about how they're both Toronto queens who've gone as well. I do think my impression is Toronto's like the New York of yeah. of Canada in terms yeah. of drag. Yeah, they're the Liverpool of UK. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just so we're all on the same page. Yeah, just so everyone in UK, just just so you understand just like the analogy. Cool, we want you to know multifaceted reeking of talent. You know, <laughs> that's Liverpool, that's Toronto, that's New York, um, and that that's a, this is a really surprised to see the Toronto girls go. And obviously, we've had a Toronto winner, Priyanka. We have had a lot of Toronto girls on the show. It seems like a bit of an epicenter of drag in Canada. Yeah. So the two newbies, the two young ones are the winners, and we've said by the two seasoned um, working queens. So we really have, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just Do you think it's because these queens have been doing drag, and, I mean, they've been doing drag their own way, in their own form, whereas a lot of the newer queens are coming in because of drag race. You may have knowing, a good point, though. Knowing, for them, drag is... RuPaul's Drag Race. So their drag so fits their Drag, drag Race. Yeah, yeah, so their drag fits that format. Whereas these queens who have been doing it for years, drag is their own art. Drag is what they've created to be in their own space and mm-hmm. in their own time. I feel like that applies more so to Halal Bay because I was so intrigued by Halal in terms of the package that she brought. Felt very political, very cultural, very um, avant-garde ways. And I've seen some of her, her um, Instagram posts since then. She had this fantastic Anubis look um, for the Goddess Runway last week that I wish we'd got to see. Um, so yeah, and I, I do think in particular Halal Bay is not the kind of queen who fits into the Drag Race format that well and is almost too avant-garde um, for the format. Miss Mosu, 
I feel like she just she could have done really really well. Some something happened where her talents did just not apply, and I don't know. I, I'm mystified really by by Mosu. Is he mystified? Are you reading her? Mist as in it's cold. It's freezing. <laughs> I think. I think it's that's, frosty. That's just too much of a tangent. It's frosty, Tom. <laughs> ooh, ooh, it's so cold. It's colder than Brad's shoulder when Zelda walks into the room. <laughs> what was it thought about lice as well? Oh, I, I, let's move on. Let's move on. Oh. This is just too much. Oh God, I'm having flashbacks. <sighs> <sighs> Hmm. <laughs> okay, so we come into the workroom. I mean, we've said goodbye to Miss Mosu. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the next day. Yes. So next day, um, we have a fun little mini challenge. This was actually quite fun. Well, the first hint we get, actually, and I think we figured it out because the blurb from RuPaul is talking about WAP and me against the music. And we were like, oh, duets. They're, they're pop diva duets. There's going to be something to do with duos going on this week. We're very smart. We, yeah. do, we, we do know that, don't we? We're intelligent people. And I think our viewers know that as well. Um, but then the funny mini challenges, like I did th- the, for a mini challenges, is quite fun. Um, it, it was a, a daddy date with, um, with Brooke. And who shone for you? For me, well, before that, before we started, we we're just having a little chat. And I was just mm-hmm. telling Tom, for me, there's something special about um, Vanderpuss. She's got there's great some, talking heads. There's, there's just something about um, Vanderpuss that is just very likable and quite it's like that it's not naive she just comes across as very charming she is charming in her own definitely. way and innocent and it's that like yeah there's something about that mm-hmm. but then she also shown last week in the in the maxi challenge how she she really did save that um tragedy between her and irma yeah. she tried to like as well as shining herself, she tried to do damage control while performing in front of everyone on the actual performance. She was the anchor. Yeah, she, she was great. So yeah. there's something about her that I already like. And now it's, it's slowly starting to solidify in the mini challenge where she came in as this um, Australian... Um, They're so Australian good. Australian really funny. Coming, coming in with what, what, I mean it was just it was just great your eyes are like a water cooler that was so funny and the thing she did with the sunglasses I'm sure that was a play on that vine wasn't it you know the vine where there's the it's um uh aha take on me it's like at the intro to that it's like but it's the girl whose back is turned and then she turned around she got those sunglasses on I'm sure that's what she was doing vines vines oh you're before showing your tiktoks age. we had this thing called vine tom you're showing your age Stop i really it. am <laughs> showing your age. Enough, enough. <laughs> um, no so it's right for her to win there um going on to the maxi challenge the maxi challenge is that hey they have to lip sync for their lives in pairs to um a song by rupaul now they got to pair themselves up but because vivian won she got to allocate the songs so the pairs are jada and irma gerd they got peanut butter. We've got Giselle Lullaby and Vanderpuss. They got Throw Your Hands Up. Mm-hmm. We've got Chaos paired with Shadows on LaRue. They got Adrenaline. Mm-hmm. And then we've got Kimika Kato and Lady Boom Boom doing Feel Like Dancing. Lastly, we've got Bombay and Miss Fierce doing Let the Music Play. Now, they're the only pair oh, who are very upset so funny. with the song choice. I've never, ever. You know that scene in Raiders Lost Ark, that Indiana Jones one, where. Um, the Nazis open the Lost Ark and their skin starts melting off their face. Mm-hmm. I thought that's what was going to happen. 
to Vivian the way that Fierce Licious was looking at her. <laughs> it's like, this is deadly. This is really, really deadly. I hate that man. <laughs> I love that line. I like, hate that. I man. need to get a pen, but the saboteur is in the way. <laughs> she's just. She's so. She's, she's such good TV. TV. She's such good TV. She's hilarious. She's absolutely. But um, yeah, out of all those songs, "Let the Music Play" for me would have been this the sabotage song. Oh, I can only actually hear the spoof version from season seven that Ginger and Kennedy did with um, Kasha and Candy Ho. Yeah. Yeah. A girl named Rue. It was it was really good, actually. That one. Maybe they could have asked if they could do the cover. Well, Candy, that was her first win for the season. So um, this is. Can I, before we go into it, can we just think about the way because they self paired? Vivian was very keen not to pair with Irma again and grab Giselle, <laughs> wasn't she? Yeah, not making that same mistake again, are yeah. we? Kimmy was keen not to pair with Fierce Licious again because I think because of their tension last week, and she grabbed Lady Boom Boom. Um. Shellazon and Chaos, if I was interested to see this pair, and I think we'll come to it in a moment, because Shellazon is such an outspoken advocate for First Nations people. And we heard Chaos talk last week about um, how she struggles to speak on First Nations issues, even though she is um, she's mixed race, but she's part of First Nations as well. So I think we'll come on to that in a second, because I think you had some interesting thoughts, actually. Um, and then the others pairs is like Fierce and Bombay end up together because they're dressed the same today. That's what happened there. They were drawn together by their wardrobe. By fashion. Fashion drawn to them together. Yes. Happens sometimes. And then Jay and Irma are definitely like the most, uh, the, the least, least likely pair. I think they were the leftovers. But as Bombay said last week, sometimes leftovers taste delicious. I wouldn't know. To, I don't understand that concept. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, I don't get it. <laughs> the limit does not exist. Um, Kimiko and Lady Boo Boo makes sense. They dance. They're the same height. They're the same build. They both like fashion, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Chaos and Shellas on LaRue. I wonder if that was pairing. The pairing was because of them both being First Nations. Something happened that I've, I've half a mind to say the producers suggested it, actually, because it felt a bit too good to be true to build on last week's conversation. Giselle... Um, Vanderpuss grabbed Giselle and said, please, before before Irma Gerd comes, it makes I need you. It makes sense because she's like the other girl with like a quirky offbeat sense about her. But she's tried Irma. That didn't work. Grab Giselle. Yeah. Th- now you're <laughs> yeah. next. Yeah. I need to see who I vibe with. Yeah. Um, we've got Bombay and Miss Fierce. You're right, Fashion. Jade and Irma Gerd are just an unlikely pairing. Mm. The song I would have wanted would have been... Um, Probably peanut butter. I think adrenaline's really fun. I'd have gone for that. And done the Thorgy, give me one That's shot, ex- one shot with exactly a needle in the arm. Exactly. <laughs> I would have nicked Thorgy's choreo there. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Thorgy was so funny in that episode as I well. Mean, I mean, I, I want to see how these pairings work together. It's not just the pairings. It's not just the pairings. It's also the music. It's all the music. Yeah. I don't know how let the music play... They'd have to make it a funny. It would have to be funny. Yeah, you've got to you've got to play at camp. Yeah. and find the humor in it. I think you have to. You can't exactly because Fierce Licious in particular. The reason she's as angry is is because her wheelhouse is 
I'm, I'm sure it is. I've not seen her perform yet, but I just know she's a twirling queen. She's a dipping queen. She's going to be doing all these outrageous moves on stage, isn't she? She's not going to be a park and bark kind of girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bombay, I've yet to kind of get a feel for what her performance style might be. We've not seen her lip sync and I just don't have an instinct about it with her. Yeah, well- Again, we've seen episode one was fashion. Episode two was comedy. Episode three is going to be dancing. I was going to say, so I don't like know. Ni- but it feels like a nice mix. It's, it's a good it? mix. So I don't mm. know how they're going to work together until I see them working together. Now, we do get to, um, they do get a little lip sync lesson from, I mean, rightfully so, Brooklyn, but Vanjie as well. Now, I, I really feel they're trying to make Vanjie happen because Vanjie does not come to my mind when it comes to lip syncing. World of Wonder is very, very invested in Vanjie. You know what, what? What would have been great is if they actually got in some of the well-known uh, lip sync assassins. Coco. Coco, Trinity K. Bonet, Monet Exchange. If they got these queens to come, because I would love, I would personally love to know how they dissect the song mm-hmm. and the music. Um, do they have years and years of choreography that they just apply little moments of that to every song? in a way that makes sense to them, to that music. I want to know what goes through the head, and it would have been be really nice to see that. But no, they got Vanjie. Well, even, you know, choose a Canadian girl who did really well in lip syncs. Um, I mean, Isis, I thought, killed Brooklyn. Lipsync. Yeah, but I mean, she's already there. But if you want her to have some rapport with somebody, Isis would be a great choice. I thought she was a very compelling lip syncer. Priyanka. Priyanka was a compelling lip syncer. It's a really good excuse to bring back a previous winner. Sure, but sure I would have liked to see <laughs> Trinity K. Bonet come back m and exchange. Now, from what I saw in that small rehearsal, I'll go through my thoughts. Jada and Irma, I thought was was good. I think that Irma, what they're trying to do is Irma being the white, the white, the little white boy who can't mm-hmm. twerk, and then and then Jada comes in and does like the big twerk. There needs to be such a clear difference and the bad twerking and the good twerking mm-hmm. because in my mind Irma Gerber was coming and she was doing an okay job but when I think bad twerking I think I think the, like Miss Cracker yeah. I think like the shoulders the shoulders <laughs> moving and the hips moving really exaggerating that mm. movement and I think that that's what Irma needs to do in that pairing um, and this was already picked up by Brooklyn Brooklyn said you're putting a lot of focus on the bad twerking. I think there needs to be an equal moments of displaying the bad and the good. Yeah. But then they need to come together strong. Yeah, that'd be a good storyline if she was better by the end, if Jada had taught her, bestowed good twerking skills upon her. So, just something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, mm. yeah. Bombay and Miss Fierce, it was, for me, were just like, they don't know what they're doing. And you could just tell they hate the song because I wasn't feeling anything. Mm. Um, yeah. I feel like Fierce's um, palpable rage is perhaps getting in the way of her really embracing well, the song. it's very um, Black China. It's also very Khloe Kardashian. Yeah. No, it was a Khloe. No. Well, it was, it was Nina who wanted to be Black China, but ended up as Khloe. Yeah, it's very that moment. Mm-hmm. Like, just invest in it. Mm-hmm. You're in it. It, it, it. This is happening. Nina Benina. I see what's going on here. So, girl, that I girl. I see what's going on here. She, you would have made lots of her in therapy. Oh, bless her. Giselle, Lullaby, and Vanderpuss, throw your hands up. I I thought that it was... Um, mm. Go on. I just thought it was... 
from the little bits that I did see, I thought that it was cute. It was okay. There's some fun ideas in there, but I actually quite liked um, uh, Brooklyn's feedback about wanting to see more disco in there because that's the song. And you can make disco very camp and silly. It is camp and silly. So, like, embrace, lean into that. We got Chaos and Shelazon LaRue, where I thought that they were both just going through a rehearsal and a practice. Mm-hmm. I do feel that um, Chaos needs to learn how to use her face a bit. Maybe she wasn't using that much face because mm-hmm. it was a rehearsal. You've just learned to, and then you're nervous and you have to do it in front of everyone and you're not yet in full drag. So maybe your confidence isn't 100% there. She's a bit dear in the headlights. Yeah, but I, I do feel like, I, maybe, maybe it will come on show day. Also, um, Chaos is one of those girls whose uh, makeup is so graphic. It doesn't lend itself to a lot of expressions. It's almost like Trixie's. You know, when, when it's so like bold and graphic. It's um it's hard to con- convey the subtlety of emotion. Shadows on Rue in general comes across to me as someone who doesn't give two cents about looking an idiot if need be. Like she just it mm. doesn't bother her. I do, I just think she's just like oh this is what you want me to do I'll do it. She she goes in there she's yeah. got that that confidence and I think that chaos needs that. I think they're a really interesting. Like pairing. Shadows on she she ain't no Laganja. But she's just doing the damn thing and giving it everything. We kind of said last week, didn't we, that we'd really like chaos to kind of absorb a bit of Shalazon's energy. Did you have any thoughts about the conversation they had about... Um, so chaos kind of like revisited what she was saying last week about how she does have First Nations heritage, but she because she's very white presenting, she doesn't feel she can speak on First Nations issues. Mm. Do you have anything particular to think about that? Or well, I don't know if we. There's a lot that the thing about when we podcast is that we're always talking. Unfortunately, <laughs> so even when the mics are off and we, as we're watching it before we podcasting, we're already talking, and then we try to like oh we come back on mm. we record and then we're trying to remember what we what what we did talk about, but also what we think <clears throat> about what we just watched. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know if I mentioned it last week, but there um when. Chaos said in the confessionals Mm -hmm. that while the conversation was going on about First Nations, she didn't feel comfortable talking about it. Yes. um, Because she was fair-skinned. She's white. She's Mm -hmm. white-passing. She didn't feel like it was her place to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And then today, when the conversation was brought to to her by Shalazan... Not a top producer instigated, by the way. mm, Not a... Yeah, when it naturally (laughs) just floweth from... So somebody told me you're a First Nation. Okay, and five, six, seven, (laughs) eight, and so someone told me, no no one in particular, not the producer standing there in the corner, um, (laughs) that you're also First Nations. When the conversation was brought to Chaos, Chaos said, oh, she was a bit shy Mm -hmm. um, because she doesn't know a lot about it, which for, for me... Being shy and not knowing a lot about it, and then is different from you saying in the confessionals, Mm -hmm. I didn't want to join them because I'm white. Mm. Because white passing. Yeah, white passing. Mm. For me, when you're saying that you're uncomfortable because you're white passing, it's it's different. Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I'm then saying that you're shy and you don't know much about the conversation? You felt like narrative changed a little, didn't you? I I felt it did because, in in my experience, Growing up mm-hmm. um, with white, I would say white passing Polynesians, mm-hmm. we call them Afagasis, where they're half caste. Apparently, can't say that anymore. Well, it, 
that's the language that you use. But this that's is what we use in New Zealand. So you apologies to, if, if it's it is. appropriate among Polynesian but people. Then some that's of my what cousins are Af- Afakasi, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are very white passing. And whenever they were around, some of these, because some of them, not all of them, some mm-hmm. of my um, white passing um, cousins would always diminish our experience by saying that we're being overly sensitive Mm -hmm. when we would always say that your experience is not the same as Mm -hmm. mine because no one would question if you were Polynesian because you got fair eyes, you got fair skin, Mm -hmm. you know, you you got brown hair. Mm -hmm. No one would think that you're Polynesian. So the stereotypes in the way that we're treated aren't the way that you us. So for her to come and say to us that, you know, oh, that, that's that's not true. Oh, that doesn't happen. It, it's, it, you know, it's, it's just not, mm. it's, there, it's, we're not, in that way, we're not equal. Yeah. And, and a lot of the times, sometimes um, my cousins who are white passing, and also just people in general who are, they feel that it's not their fight. And because it's never been their fight, they've never had to worry about mm-hmm. the prejudices that we've had to go through because they've never experienced it. Mm. Um, so I just, I think it kind of touched me. It kind of like picked a nerve, yeah. a little nerve, it poked a little nerve at me when the narrative changed because I, I, it just kind of made me think of all of those times where my white passing cousins would never stick up for us, mm-hmm. would never stick up for me and my brothers and sisters or my or all of the other cousins mm-hmm. um, where they would always act a bit better than us because they're treated better. It, it kind of picked the nerve with me when okay, the narrative, yeah. their conversation changed. Yeah. I, I, I hear that. I hear that. Yeah. But that's just my own problem I need to work through, Tom. No, it's not. I don't. So if you can book me in a, I, a session I, tomorrow, I, perhaps we can go through my trauma. I think and, that's uh, your experience. And I think it's a really important experience. I guess what I'm hearing a little bit from chaos is that she has not yet felt empowered, but she wishes she wishes to move in the direction where she feels more empowered to speak and to use her platform on behalf of First Nations people. And I think Chalazon is just the person to bring that out of her. I also want to say that when she was, when last week Chaos said that she didn't want to join that conversation because she's white passing. Mm. For me... And I wonder if um, black people could um, would feel the same way. For me, mm-hmm. when my white passing cousins or just white passing friends who were also mixed race, when they spoke up defending our culture, their culture, whether it was Maori or Polynesian, mm-hmm. when they spoke, people tended to listen a bit more mm-hmm. because it wasn't just another brown voice, another that's... black voice complaining about, oh, we're going through this. Oh, this is what we experienced. That's so effed when up it was, though, when it? it was When it was my white passing cousins who would stick up for us, people tended to stop and, and, and reflect. So effed up though. The, the, Which is why I that think happens. that chaos, when chaos wasn't speaking up, I just wanted to be like, do you know how strong your voice would be yeah. if you, a white passing person, spoke up about this matter, about First Nations? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you understand the power that a white voice has? White passing voice. A white passing yeah. voice has? That, that's what I was... I, I really hope she finds that. And I, I really, really think that this could be a really fruitful collaboration be- between her and Shalazam. Yeah, I think well, I, I like Sha- I it. like what Shellazon said. What Shellazon said. Well, are you any whiter 
darker than me. Like, she really Shella's on put it she? back on. Shella's I love when Shella's on think my hair's not naturally black. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that Shella's on when hearing that mm-hmm. put it back on her saying, "Well, do you think you're any fairer or darker than me?" Well, also, um, she even said, um, Kirsten, she that traditionally Metis people um, have green eyes and kind of dark blonde hair. It, there's no kind of like uniform in inverted commas, look for a First Nations person. So I, I, I really I, I really hope that this is fruitful for both of them. And I really liked how Shalazon was so kind and respectful towards chaos and like kind of nurtured that. Mm. And I, I really want to see that continue this season. And also, there's another moment that made me love Shalazon. She's great, isn't she? Isn't she, isn't she amazing? Really like her. Uh, the last pairing was Kimmy Couture and Lady Boom Boom. Seeing them together, I just know that they're going to turn out a fierce lip sync. They, I mean, Kimmy in particular, turned on that stage. Mm. Boom Boom, I could see she's still practicing a choreo a little bit, was really fierce oh, as well, Boom Boom just though. doesn't have a choreography yet. When Boom yeah. Boom gets it, Boom Boom will be amazing, but Kimmy's just confident. My issue was this, that they need to also find a story in the music because after a while, just doing choreo over and over and over and over again, it becomes too backup dancer. Okay. It becomes too, yeah, I want to see a lip sync as well as fierce moves. I want to see, you know, mm-hmm. I want to see your lips moving. I want to see a story. I want expression. to see expression in the face. Theatrics. And want they combined mm-hmm. with these amazing movements that they have. So there's my feedback. So we're going to see the girls bring it to the main stage. We're going to go to their maxi stage uh, performances. Mm-hmm. Did you want to talk about anything in the workroom before we moved on? I guess... Um, I thought it was nice that Fierce Alicious realized that she was a bit cold, shall we say, the day before. Quite a strong reaction there from Giselle. Um, makes me think a little bit about her previous experiences with people being um, quite bullying, I guess. Um, it seems to really, really elicit something in her. Um, so it's an interesting exchange. It was an interesting exchange. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've, no, I've not seen that side with Giselle yet. I thought she was really, really fiery in that moment. Do you think it was right for her? Was it correct for her to be that way? I think her feelings are valid. I think she was sticking up for Vivian, which is really, really kind of her. I th- I think, why didn't she stick up for the Vivian? Sorry, Vivian. <laughs> Not the Vivian. Why didn't she stick up for Vivian when it was happening? Why did she choose that moment when someone was trying to make amends she might, maybe to she her? To focus on her job at the time. She she didn't need a fight right then. She needed to focus on learning choreo and developing a routine. Maybe she just didn't. She did not have the the headspace to deal with it at that point. It, still, it seemed to me like she was holding on to it. Some people do. That's a that's a procedure that a lot of people experience, where you bury something for so long and it comes out in a slightly explosive My way. Thing is, why is it coming out now when someone's when that person's coming over to apologize in the dialogues between them two? Yeah. Okay. I hear, that was my I, only concern. I hear what you're saying. I love I love that fire. I love that fire. But I would love to have seen it in the moment because what if she didn't apologize? When are you going to wait to show that fire? When are you going to stick up for her? Maybe after the challenge or something. I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, neither a do lot I, but of, I just, a lot I, of us. A lot of people express, well, suppress rather, anger, um, and that. 
that the valve isn't released until like there's a little bit of a change in the temperature and then it comes out in a slightly explosive way. Like it just happened there? Yeah, okay. yeah. So maybe that's something that Giselle experiences because she seems like quite a sweet soul. She is. Maybe I- she has difficulty expressing upset in an assertive but effective way and then she suppresses it suppresses it suppresses it and then it comes out as anger okay if i was the recipient of the hate i would have <laughs> hate of, Ooh, of she Ms. said hate. Fierce, you know i hate that man if i was the recipient of it i would have loved my friend to have stood up for me that way then not the next day when someone's coming to me to make amends and it's already it's it's on it's on its way to going down now mm-hmm. because they've come and they've come in quite submissively saying I'm sorry. I would you know by then it's already done. It's already done. I, I would have loved this fire to have happened in that moment. And you best believe that I would be the person. I would have I would have shown that anger in the moment. I think I know you. No, I would not have waited until someone apologized. I, I would have. I would have been very fiery in the moment that it happened. So that's why maybe that's why I don't understand why they waited until the other person to come and apologize. When for me, your bowdy bowdy doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter that you're now strong. I needed your strength when I was weak yesterday. That's all I'm saying. I don't get it. It's, it's, it's something that's common to a lot of people. Okay. Or it's, it's, it's suppressed. For well, a little just while. use your time better next time. Maybe I think mm-hmm. fierce delicious. I think we might see this as a little bit of a pattern with her where she pops off a bit and then she has time to reflect and she apologizes afterwards you know she was pretty shady yesterday but it was was entertaining tv i'm not going to deny that um and she apologized and i think she feels remorseful and she's very young and she's perhaps learning about how to manage her emotions better yeah absolutely absolutely Absolutely. Mm. Uh, but I'm, i'm really happy that she come in made amends and i'm i'm glad to see someone standing up for their friend there we go I just wish, yeah, it was earlier. That's fine. Okay, we, we know how you'd react. And in the future, Doctor Tom, I want you to know right now that I would want the same treatment. If I, if you saw someone bullying me, I would want you <laughs> to to channel someone else. <laughs> I would want you to try. I know it's not your nature, but I want you to be fiery. Nobody would bully you. Yeah, because he would. Quite difficult to bully. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that, that is what I would want. Okay, thank you very much. Now let's get on to the next stage challenge. Now the first lip sync um, that we're seeing is Chaos and Shadows on the Roof doing Adrenaline. What? First of all, let's talk about the costumes. Do they mm. look like a pair? Do they look like a duo? What I saw was them doing their best to bring some unification to their drag, and I, saw, I guess saw it in the color schemes, which were fairly neon and eighties. But the overall effect, unfortunately, was that um, Chaos's look had a lot of fringe and felt like it was quite kind of earthy. Um, and uh, Shalazon was in like full on 80s Jane Fonda workout gear so the, they weren't unified visually unfortunately for me uh, but I appreciated that they were trying to do that okay for me the performance was was for me the, the better performer mm. on the day for me was Chaos Chaos mm. came alive on that moment, her faces were there, her movements were there, her hair whipping was there. Mm-hmm. She was giving extra what we didn't see in the rehearsal, which was good. And um, Shalazon was good as well. But during the choreography moments, mm-hmm. I could see her head thinking. Yeah. 
And there were times where their movements weren't in sync. So when there's only two people, you have to be like, oh, who's the one that's off? Mm-hmm. For me, the person that's off is the one who looks less confident. And because chaos was always on mm-hmm. for me, it just felt like, oh, Shella's on the one that's off. But it was only during the choreography because during the, the lip syncing moments, I really, I was really drawn to both of them and Shella's on as well. Yeah, their energies weren't quite matched, were they, unfortunately? And I, I would agree that like, because Shella's on had this more kind of almost sensual or languid energy that it didn't match the high energy that Chaos put in that felt like it matched the song better. Because it's adrenaline. Well, adrenaline, yeah, adrenaline. For me, the, yeah. it would have been Chaos found the adrenaline. Mm-hmm. She was dancing in it. Yes, and um, Shelzon still needed that one shot. One shot? Mm. Oh, <laughs> see what you did there, Tom? See what you did there? In the next pair, we have Kimikato uh, and Lady Boom Boom. Mm-hmm. Um, outfits, I, I, for me, they look like they were a pair. Definitely, the outfits and these are very really hot orange sequin numbers. They either whip those up in the workroom out the same fabric or they happen to bring those, which is amazing. It, it could be another Pandora and, and Mimium first, Mimium first yeah. um, green boa moment. Yeah. Uh, I think that their choreography was so full of energy and, and was so happy. And so, you know, it, it just really brought the energy up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were times that they weren't in sync. Uh-huh. Um, but for me, there's forgiveness in there because I think overall the high energy and the stunts and the chemistry mm-hmm. was just, it was really good. I did notice that Lady Boom Boom looked a lot over at uh, um, Kimmy uh-huh. for the reassurance uh, that we're, okay, yeah, we're on the right count here. Okay, we're doing things good. But um, I, again, overall it was great. The movements, energetic, good. It was sassy. It was out. It mm-hmm. was, you know, I feel like dancing. It made me want to dance. It was good vibes. I have nothing else to add. I think you've spelled it out. Um, all I'd say really is I think they were both fantastic, like really, really good. I think th- I'm struggling to see who's going to be better perhaps than these guys, but we'll see. Um, I think Kimmy is a real superstar on stage. I think she's got a very, very natural energy, but Boom Boom did really, really well and kept up too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Next our pairing is <laughs> Bombay. Why are you laughing? <laughs> Bombay and Miss Felicious tickled me, and I don't know what it is. For me, the outfits are lovely. It really shows off their long legs. This oh pins, skinty bodies. Naomi Um, Smalls move over. It was yeah. So I I felt like dairy. I really felt like they um they looked to me like a pair. They clearly had red dance costumes that they add. They made a skirt in the workroom to add on as a tear away. Yep. Now, first of all, I do want to say that I feel that this song was a deliberately a sabotage song to have. I mean, do you to think? Have, do you think I that do. was Viv's I thought do. process? No, it's not Viv's thought process. I think like them giving the song as an option was deliberately to screw someone over. It's just such a. Okay. It's not a performance song. For me. Tell that to Candy Davenport. It's not a performance on stage song. And if it is, it has to be like, it's full of acting. And I just, I, I would have I would have struggled to find something to do. So I do feel like they had their work cut out they did. for them. They from did. This the, was a challenge. From the beginning. Mm. Um. So let's, so yeah. So there's that. I said that. Now let's get into it. I don't think that they found 
a successful way in pulling the song off. Do you know when, you know when we go over um, to see Caitlin, which is um, a little uh, niece, niece, and she's always like, "Oh, I want to see this dance. I made uh-huh. up a dance for you. Mm-hmm. I want to show you." Yeah. And then you know she shows us this little thing. It's like, that's what I was thinking of when I was watching Bombay and Miss Vesalicious. I felt like I'm it was just say- like two little girls going, "Oh yeah, we we made up a dance. Do you want to see okay. it?" And then they make the heart. Be like Caitlin and her and then, bestie Nancy yeah, doing a little dance it was together. Just, it was just. For me, it was... There's something very endearing about this, and that's why I was chuckling, I think, because they were really trying their best to make something and create... They were, like, creating a bit of a kind of um, sisterly rivalry thing out of the song. And I can... It, it just... It, it felt like they were really trying their level best to make some sort of storyline. I don't think the acting was strong enough to convey that strongly because it had to be really in your face. The, this is what... Like two campy queens could do that. Yes, like exactly. I could see Ginger and Katya yeah. pulling it off together there or something. I, I could see Jinx and Dayla. Oh, I could fantastic. see Jinx and Dayla pulling this off yeah. because it's purely acting and everything had to be sold with the acting. And mm-hmm. I just don't think that it was here, unfortunately. Was, and you had every right, Miss Vesalicious, to be angry with the well, because she screwed you I, over. I wonder what will happen in Untuck now because I, th- I feel like Vesalicious's feelings will be activated again <laughs> yeah. after yeah. this. <laughs> She's going to be Activate like, I was, right. <laughs> I was right. I was right. This is very charming and endearing, but not the most professional performance so far of the evening. Mm, yeah. Let's talk about Jada Shada mm. and Ermagerd. Ermagerd, one of the best drag names ever. Um, visually, um, obviously, Jada was very kindly lent an outfit by Tina Burner, which is mm. very, very kind of Tina. Uh, no, I thought she looked great. I like this fiery look. And I thought, like, obviously, they weren't, like, classically coordinating. But I thought, to tell the story, with Jada being, like, the fiery, powerful one and... Irma being like the pink, fluffy kind of white girl, it worked. Okay. Visually, yeah. Okay, cool. I let's talk about the performance. One thing though, I think if it's it's all about twerking and stuff, Irma's bum should have been exposed. I thought the skirt was going to be a tearaway, but it wasn't. Well, for me, I wish that Jada had more fabric around the booty because obviously when you're shaking with materials sitting around your hips all the movements are magnified because every little bump makes the materials flow so when it came to the mm. pina 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 that jada was shaking it it's what for me it wasn't shaking that much because well, I, I guess it was she was wearing just shorts must be jelly because jam don't shake because we saw that with Trinity versus Jasmine in All Stars 4. Trinity had, she doesn't pad, does she? She's got booty, whereas Jasmine's a padded queen. And so she actually couldn't do, they did peanut butter, didn't she? And it was obviously kind of rigged for Trinity, really. Well, I just feel like there should have been more, if it's about you shaking it, there should be there should have been a costume where it, it was I, flowy. I, I guess what I'm or saying had is. frills or I, had like tassels around the ass. Tassels would be good. Fringe would be good. Um, just not lots of fabric that's obscuring the bottom. I don't know how padded Jada is. I'm not going to speculate on that, but like, yeah, okay. I I think I wish there was more um white white girl. They call it white girl twerking. Yeah, I wanted to yeah. see the whole like the cracker, the Miss Cracker, you know, <laughs> twerking. Mm. To go on, um, I think it was good. I think it was good. I they think told a story. It was Jada, fun. yeah. Jada gave good face. She gave good movement. They both were good. I think it was brave of Jada to give the whole rap to Irma Gerd. 
because yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was like, oh, she's just, oh, she's gonna have it. She's gonna have the whole moment. She, I mean, she she went for it. I think Irma was so committed. I think they're both committed to this. I think they were both good. I thought this is like a really really fun um, job. They effectively told a story. I thought it was all highly competent. Um, I enjoyed this a lot. I do, I do think that there are times where they were both not lip syncing. Yeah, especially near the end and the kind during of the gutter. The bit there's would be like kind of the robotic peanut 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 peanut. Yeah, they kind of fell out of it a little bit. Which yeah, I agree they shouldn't have. It's a lip sync. We want to see your lips. <laughs> I'd like to keep it on, please. Okay. <laughs> the last pairing is uh, Vanderpuss <laughs> and a lullaby. <laughs> is that the accent Vanderpuss? <laughs> That's just and Vanderpuss. I just want to start. I'll start. I think the costumes were amazing. Can for I me. just say, oh, costume wise? No, I'm sorry to interject, but I'm not sorry. Was um, Giselle rogue from X Men, but gay? Um, it was like exactly like you know, especially in the cartoon when she had like the leather jacket over the 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 cat suit. And she's like, oh, sugar, oh, you know, hey, sugar, I'm rogue. Hey, Gambit. And I'd say rogue in Candyland. Yeah, it's it, it's it's gay rogue. Yeah, I'd say. Hey, sugar. Is that, that was it? In Candyland. Hey, sugar. Oh, Gamba, keep your mitts off me. I think that the costumes were great. Yeah, really good. For me, it worked together. Great and synergy. I think that this is the best performance of the night. I think for I agree me, with you. They were so in sync. Not just choreography, but energy and mm-hmm, face mm-hmm. and performance. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Um, Giselle was really... She's someone to watch out for if you have to lip sync against her. Yeah. Giselle was very good. Do you know who she reminds me of a little bit in the sense that they kind of like flew under the radar a little for the first few episodes. And then when I saw them like a performance-based challenge that came alive, it's Adriana from season two. Okay. Yeah, Giselle's got that similar kind of like coming alive on stage type of energy and she's really fierce. But Vivian fully kept up. Vivian was right there with yeah. her. Vivian, I mean, Vivian, I'm just loving her more and more every week. But they were just, they were great. This was a great performance. And I was just thinking, if I was watching this out, I mean, if I was watching this without knowing it's a challenge, I wouldn't have known it was a challenge. I would have seen this as just a performance. Mm-hmm. Two queens were rehearsed for a while, giving us a performance. Mm-hmm. Because it was clean, it was together, it was in sync, and they were both on the same page. It was really great. This is very, very enjoyable. Camp, silly, fun, but also slick and professional. I'm going to say that this is the winner. This is the winning pair. My first impression is yes, but should we see what the runway brings? Category is... Sleeves. 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 Oh, nice. Sleeves. Now, first up, we have Jada Shader Hudson. So, Jada is looking fabulous in this golden ensemble. The bodice is almost Gautier-esque, but I think the main reference here... Now, you're the Cardi B fan. In her many videos, she had these, like, um, gold watch sleeves, didn't she? Isn't that what the reference is here? I'm seeing, like, a golden Tinky Winky... Um, gone hustler thug. Oh, okay. Gone pimpster. Okay. Don't I mean, you see that? She is she's taking the world by storm, whatever she's doing anyway. <laughs> but um, um, I, I thought this was a really um, cool, fun look. I love this look. Yeah. It's such a good look on Jada too. Next up, we have Irma Good. Now, Irma is really going to be our quirky catwalk queen of the season, I think, because it's 
it's kind of like an odd reference, isn't it? She's got these like jellyfish sleeves. I can't bring to mind a fashion reference. Can you think of like a pop culture reference or anything here? Or do you think this is just from her brain? Maybe just from her brain. I do enjoy, um, I think the sleeves are really, really cool. Like they definitely evoke kind of like a weird jellyfish kind of shape. There's this episode on Just Beyond where the parents are aliens and the arms are alien tentacles. But these are jellyfish. This just reminds me of What's Just Beyond? It's just a, 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 a program on Disney, Tom. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. We saw a couple of episodes of that, actually. Um, yeah, it is somewhat reminiscent of Evie's amazing um, Jelly. umbrella jellyfish, which I really enjoyed. This is cool. This is quirky. It's very Irma. I mean, it fits the brief. Next up, we got Miss Fierce Delicious. I like I it. So. Chicken my <laughs> sleeve. <laughs> um, amazing callback to Reveliana. Um, and he didn't see it coming. And he didn't see it coming. Oh, the shade. The shade of it all. Eve 6000 will live on in all of our memories forever and quite right too. I like this for Fierce Delicious because um, it is not what I expected. It's more camp than I expected. Um, sure, there are sleeves, yeah, but overall it's a very clowny effect. What's it put me in mind of? The hair with like the balls and stuff is very Moschino, but the overall look, it had kind of like had like a, a, like a kind of dark, scary quality as it does. Like what? What clowns always do. Very, um, the Alexander McQueen um, show with the dark, scary clowns. Was that 2001? Um I like this. I thought it was like out of the box for Fierce Alicious. It was something different. For Very her. correct. It's not something I would have thought that she would do. A lot uh, of a lot of pretty girls are mm. scared to look ugly. The, Miss Fame is a good example oh, on yeah. on the episode where the category was look. It was it was ugly drag. Ugly drag. The John and, Waters episode. And she came out in this gorgeous look, and it was like, to her that was ugly. And I'm like, how offensive to ugly. It was almost like a Korean sort of hambo kind of silhouette wasn't it and it was just beautiful and her makeup was beautiful and the dress was beautiful and she's like this is ugly and, and again sometimes fashion girls and pretty girls they're too scared to look ugly I, so it's really nice and that, everyone was like fame that's not ugly darling <laughs> please look in a mirror once in a while girl what, girl, what are you doing girl mm. so I, I did like it um it was giving me bianca da rio i don't know why <laughs> but it was and i'm living for it i'm here for it Talk to me about Bombay. Bombay is another queen who I I I'm, I hope I, I could be completely missing a reference here, but I think this is really really interesting. She almost feels like a fighting game character who uses her hair as a weapon, like Sindal or somebody. Um, so she's she's in this kind of like almost reptilian black um, leotard with this really really interesting sort of twirling pigtail effect around the arms. I just think she looks really really cool. This is amazing. Mm. I am loving this wig going into the arms. I think that is so badass. I think I want to see her and Naomi Small stand next to each other. I need to know who has the longest legs because Bombay is giving her a run for her money. I also think she has a really interesting point of view when it comes to the runway. I think she's very imaginative. I think this is a really fun twist on the theme. Um, I, I I just think she looks great. I think this is. Fab. I think that the the top is so badass that when it comes to the shoes and they're like, is it fluffy in a way? I, I think it doesn't. It doesn't. I, I think there's enough going on. I think that it, you know it needs to be rocker all the way 
for me. For but you. this is such a badass, amazing look. Mm-hmm. I think I would rock it so much. You would, yeah. Right, right. I'd love to see your hair in pigtails. Shalazan LaRue. So Shalazan, obviously, the first thing I noticed is that she's wearing the trans colours. Um, and she explains on the runway that ribbons have a certain significance within uh, her culture as well. I like the giant puff sleeves. There's something that comes back every few seasons on the runway. To me, though, it like overall, I'm getting this like really big kind of like ribbon silhouette. And what it reminds me of most is Victor and Rolf's 2005 runway, where they just had all kinds of like huge exaggerated camp ribbons and bows, and it's kind of like giving me that effect. I think she looks really pretty. I think this is a great look. Next up, we have chaos. This is uh, so she she mentions a kind of um, Elizabethan reference here, but I'm not seeing so much Elizabethan. Maybe a bit more Victoriana with the kind of like the big skirt. Maybe it's Elizabethan with the puff sleeve and stuff. But it's very very much updated um, with the like exposed midriff and stuff. But she 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 transforms into a kind of sexy princess Jasmine, doesn't she? Yeah, <laughs> I love the color scheme, that kind of aquamarine. I want to know how their textbooks are painting the Elizabethan era because I think it's very different to. Th- what do you mean? There are loads of exposed midriffs in the Elizabethan era. Not that last look that came off. Oh, that was that was Bollywood. I really don't know what you're talking about. This is exactly what <laughs> Queen Elizabeth I would wear on a day to day. She basis. wore that to her jubilee. What are you talking about, Bolo? <laughs> oh my god. Vivian Vanderpuss. So this is really, really interesting and strange and fun. I guess I'm getting lots of kind of like um funny camp sci-fi themes. Like it's a bit Tim Burton, it's a bit conehead. It's very, um, Katya enjoys using those little hands, doesn't she? She has them in, in, mm, all the time. Do you know what I mean? Mm. She had a real phase with those little hands. This is really weird and strange and fun. Um, I do th- feel like Vivian is kind of like unfolding as a queen and we're, we're seeing more and more of her emerge. Yeah. It's very uniquely Vivian. <laughs> it is, it is. And this is this is yet another queen now. Giselle walks out, and I feel like it's yet another kind of. They've really had fun with the sleeves theme. Uh, they've got these weird elongated arms. Again, it feels almost like, um, kind of. It's a little bit kind of like sixty psychedelia. It's a bit of a B movie. It's a bit Mars attacks or something. She's just having fun on the runway, and I think she looks really pretty. I love the kind of like yellow. Well, it's actually the same color scheme as her um, performance costume. This hot pink is and yellow. Her episode. She looks Giselle. stunning here. This is Giselle's episode. She looks stunning here. I love it. I love the elongated arms. Again, we're seeing who she is. Mm-hmm. I think. I think everything about this look to me is is, is great. I think it's really, really fun. It's fun and, like, again, a very interesting point of view. Now, Kimmy looks beautiful. I, I love this kind of black and gold. Always gives me a Schiaparelli vibe when I see black and gold. But the the structured element of the sleeves with almost conical kind of theme reminds me of a Guapé look from 2010 uh, when there were these kind of, like, intricate scroll sleeves. Um, it was different, but there's like a similar element. Um, I think it was beautiful. I think it's sure it's a it's a bodice and a leotard, but it's it's great. Yeah, and especially with the arms features. And next up, we have. I would have thought this Billie Eilish. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think Billie Eilish draw, draws a lot from kind of like '90s grunge. 
Um, and I think it's a similar point of view here for Lady Boom Boom. It's like a bit 90s grunge. It's a bit kind of early noughties, MySpace scene queen. Um, but overall, there's this like hoodie, but it's almost a bit like a um, like a straight jacket as well, isn't it? And it's almost like a bit neoprene. Um, very, very interesting. Um that fighting game, Bloody Raw, where there's the character who had the oversized sleeves. It gives me a bit yeah, of that as that, well. Yeah, that's what I'm getting to. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very literal. Very sleevey. Very sleevey. Very sleevey. For sleevey. me, the winner this week, the winner, it's between Vivian and um, it's, it's Lullaby. And for me, Lullaby takes the win this week. Because of the outfit. I think, I, I agree with you. They were strongest performers. I think the ones who are just behind them are probably Boom Boom and Kimmy. Yep, yep. In terms of strength of performance. For me, the bottoms are Bombay and Miss Fair Salicious. If I need to add another person to that, it would be... Um, the only other pair who kind of Shelazon. like yeah, so the only other pair who struggled with with chemistry were probably Shelazon and Chaos, whereas Chaos probably matched the energy of the song a bit better. Mm. But the bottom two should be Bombay and Miss Vicious. I think Jada and Irma are safe. Yep, yeah, they should be. Um, I, yeah, do I kind of ooh, picking a winner? Hmm. I agree with you. It's got to be either Vivian or, or Giselle. It's really their week. But I, I, I do I do think Boom Boom and Kimmy were fab too. Yeah. Let's, let's watch some more. See what happens. Congratulations, Jada Shada for winning. Not our expected winner of the episode, but she did put in a fab performance. Of course she did. Um, I'm going to say this. Uh, Vivian and Lullaby were robbed. And they, they, they... Not only were they robbed, they... For me, they were clear winners the their criticisms des- felt a little empty and it was strange it was. to see them in the safe bottoms it was weird it was yeah. weird but not not to take away from jada no i mean she did her damn thing she did it well she did a good job she she was super duper solid yeah she was very very good uh, well deserved it's just that i i, w- I would have gone another way mm-hmm. um the the bottom two is miss face delicious and shalazon larue which is for me, a big shock because I feel Bombay should be down there. It was, it's a tough one, isn't it? And also, we've got two really big characters from the season down here. And I think for, for various reasons, I don't want to see either of these girls go. Flashbacks to Canada season two, I felt like it was kind of every week, it was like, oh, there's a favorite in the bottom. Yeah. Now, let's go to the lip sync. Shella's on the Rue and Miss Vesalicious. Don't call, it was a very slow tempo. It's a tricky one to let me sing to. It, it felt like it didn't go anywhere. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. In terms of like climax and stuff, like I didn't think it was a it was a lovely song, but not a great lip sync song. Um, so I thought this was really, really challenging for both girls. What did you think of their performances? I think it was a lovely song. I enjoyed it. I enjoy seeing. I mean, you know what? As much as I love the. Pussy, pussy, cat, pussy, cat, get out. Like, yes, fierce, like, death drop, all like, voguing hands, you know? <laughs> as much as I love that, sometimes I do love to sit in and soak in the emotion. I love to feel, not only just feel happy and, like, full of energy, I like to feel sad. I like to feel <laughs> anguish. I like That's to okay. feel ennui. And when, <laughs> when, when someone can perform something that can make me feel that, I love it. Which meant for me, I thought this was a good lip sync. 
I actually find it very hard to choose because going in before the song started, my mind went to Miss Faisalicious. But Shelazon LaRue was really good at showing that emotion. I thought so too. This the way that she does the whole she what do you what do you feel when whenever you're feeling stressed or worried, you your hands are on your head, through your hair. It's very expressive. There's the whole the hand around the neck looking down. Mm-hmm. It's those little things that you could do, do, do as an actor that show the anguish and show the confusion and the pain you're going through. And she was doing that. And I just felt it was, it was so real. It was, yeah. And the same goes for the Fierce performance delicious. given by Ms. Delicious. We have only seen her be sassy, bitchy, entertaining. But she showed today a funny side in the runway and then complete 360. She showed 180. She was no she showed us. She showed us pain. Yeah, she was no slouch when it came to the the painful, anguished emotion. I don't really know who to choose from these two. I don't know either. There's one moment in the instrumental where Miss Fisalicious did a sexy move for me. That that kind of took me way out of the song. It took me, it took, it takes you into the, when someone's doing something for the sake of, Drawing the camera. Yeah, mm-hmm. where, where it's... The song isn't about being sexy. The song's about stop hurting me. Don't call me... Like, it's 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 the complete opposite. She did that move in the lip sync challenge as well. I, that's the only thing that kind of took me out. And I saw mm. that the judges appreciated that. Like, ooh. But for me, it's... No, it makes no sense in your story. You, you've got me there. I'm with you there. I'm as heartbroken as you. I'm, I'm as angry as you. Mm-hmm. And then you start doing these striptease moves. And I'm like, okay, I'm confused. How should I feel? Turned on or sad that you're going through this or moment? both turned on and sad. That's a great emotion to feel. It's, it, it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> um, I. They both gave such a good lip sync. I love them both. If there's ever a time to give a double, because they both did so well here. They really, really did. Let's say our ideal situation is double. Let's just say this. I I really don't know who I'd send home We'll go 50-50. I'll choose Miss Fierce. You'll choose Shalazon. Yeah? Okay. Because for me, they both won this. I'm happy to sit with Miss Shalazon. Congratulations to Miss Fierce. Delicious. Good TV. And it's, it's, you know what, it's, no one was cheated. It was a good lip sync. It um, was a good lip it sync. It is sad to say goodbye to Shalazon really, because... It really is. It felt like she really enriched the season yeah. and she had so much to show and teach. Um, yeah, I'm actually quite sad to see her go. I thought she was going to go all the way. I'll be honest. She's got I an thought amaz- she was going all the way. She's got an amazing charisma and knowledge about her. Um, I'm following her Instagram. I'm really excited to see what she brings next. I just would have liked to have seen her go further this season. That's all. But having said that, Miss Miss Fierce-licious is such good TV. You know, I didn't really Not want to see her Not just good TV. Go. She did do a good lip sync as well. She, she did. She did fight she to did. stay here. She earned it as well. She did. Uh, look, Drag Race Canada 
we are fully committed to you. Committed. So you should be committed to us, everyone listening. Mm-hmm. Join mm-hmm. us next week when we so release this on time again, straight after the That's episode. The aim. So that you know how to feel immediately. Yes. Okay? When our words come to your ears. <laughs> everyone, thank you very much for listening. Write us a review, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, send us a message. This is Paulo. And Dr. Sam. We'll see you guys next week. Lots of love, guys. See you soon.